Good evening, this is the Dr. Zeus Podcast. The equipment is back, I figured some shit out. And, well, here we are. Back to the old... Well, it's not really old if you had me. All this fucking technology. Who wants to be an iPod? Well, an iPad. Remember when iPods? I kind of miss the... Well, yeah, let's call it... The innocence of iPod. Because I always said I would not buy one until... Well, they have video. And then, lo and behold, I had a friend on our an acquaintance who lived down the street from me and he had an iPod and he brought it over one day and I thought oh, that looks cool I said I won't buy one until they have video a few months later or not even a few months later maybe two they came out with the first video one and so for my birthday I got the first video one I wish I still had it oh god I love that thing I would put everything on all kinds of video and it really you know it was one of those it was Outer space. <laughs> and then, let's see, two years later, the phone came out. And I got the first phone. And that was a big mistake because it, the kinks really, truly needed to be worked out on the first iPhone. And I remember, let's go to the dark ages here, Apple people. You couldn't, okay, you could receive pictures on the new, on the i, the first iPhone, but you had to go to a website on AT&T, which was stupid. You could sometimes do it on the phone. The other thing was you could not respond to chain texts. You couldn't shoot video. You couldn't do a whole fucking multitude of things. You could surf the web, which I did love. The voice quality was not its best. And so I switched to Verizon in a matter of months um, and then got like a i iPod touch as kind of a consolation prize and then i held out and then i iphone 10 came out and then came to verizon and here we are i love the ipod but i love the ipad mini the ipad mini really you know i want a regular size one but i feel that then i'm cheating on the ipad mini you know if you feel that way then fuck off we'll just get two it's like two guys for every girl or in your case, two guys for every guy. Well, yeah, I do like to play, you know, it is fun. Um, I mean, it is good to have a bit. Patty Smith said it best. Oh, God, I love Patty. Life is a banquet on which we feed. She also said, Jesus died for somebody's seeds. I had the great privilege to see her twice and to hear her do that song and then go home and listen to it on record. I'm like, oh, I should just listen to the live version because they put out a live album of horses one year coupled with the remastered i still have it i'm looking at it right now photo done by robert maplethorpe her one-time lover and friend um she he is in the book just kids what's won her a whole shitload of awards i think i love when people would come up to me you know i had no idea patty smith was such a great writer yeah it, like those songs fucking wrote themselves i don't think so Homie, don't play that. You know, she's got some pretty controversial songs, you know. The other one is rock and roll. I'm not going to say it because I don't like the word.
I could play it for you. Um, I'm such a fan of hers. You know, when she did that song at her Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, um, she, I love how she, the, the censors let her get away with so much shit. And she was like, I haven't fucked much with the past, but I fucked plenty with the future. And the future is now. And this was her favorite, her mother's favorite song because it talked about being outside of society. And she said, sing your mother's favorite song. You know, the one I like to vacuum to. I thought that was so great. And then she looks at the, the sky, you know, because her mom's gone. And mommy, this is for you. And then she goes into, I haven't fucked much with the past. Um, this is, uh, I don't like the word. But she used it as it pertaining artists and Jesus and her grandmother. Free thinkers, people outside of the box. But it's still, it's, I don't like the word. I don't like it. Uh, Oprah Winfrey has a good point about it. But at the same time, Patty was doing it <clears throat> for art. She was doing it as an artist who, she truly is outside of society. She is her own fucking commodity i wouldn't even call her a commodity i love when she says i have a documentary of hers and she's like people always say is it hard to be a rock icon and she's like whenever they say that i feel like mount rushmore but when people tell me oh yeah i love patty Smythe." it's smith bitch yeah i just had to go there for that one so last night I did this and it fucked over. I seanced in a lane stretch. It didn't work. So today we're going to try to do it again. I have such profound respect. Talk about someone outside of society. Elaine Stritch, I love her story. I love her humor. I mean, come on. <laughs> the original vodka stinger. I'd like to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who lunch. God, she was an original. Nobody had that humor. She could tell stories about Judy Garland and Frank Sinatra and Brando, I mean, she was in on it. She did a movie with Rock Hudson. I remember when she was dying, they were playing it because like a few days later, she died. And I thought, mm, TCM, you know, they get like the memo, hey, can you play a few of their movies? The residual checks are coming in. I'm going to ask her about that. All right, so here we go. Elaine Stritch, we summon you for seance 
Elaine, Emmy winner, Tony winner, fucking a winner all the way around. You left Detroit because the ceilings weren't high enough. Here we are. I request a seance with Elaine Stritch. Are you ready? Well, well, well. You know, I haven't been back here in a long time. I know I sound about 33, but you know, they see that's a prerequisite. And I'm running with it. And I have my old teeth. That's part of the beauty of the afterlife, you know? You get your old teeth back. Your skin, it's okay, you know? Your virginity is not really intact because it never was to begin with. And that is all just cheese. It's cheese. Come on. Mary and Joseph had sex. Let's admit it. I was a Catholic and I did leave Detroit because the ceilings weren't high enough. <sighs> okay, so I have to know, did they really start to play those movies for residuals? What, what? They kind of heard through circles that I was on my way out. I was leaving the building at last. I was 80 fucking nine years old, you know? I'd been on this earth a long fucking time. I wanted to make 90, but I knew it was not going to happen. It's like that story I said about the prostitute. It's not the work, it's the stairs. Oh, I love that one. Um, you know, I have to know. That story that you tell about the martinis, can you tell it? Of course I can. You know, oh, here we were. I was getting ready to leave Detroit to go to New York. 1944, 43. But this time it was a mom. It was dad. Oh, no, I'm not prepared for this. Here it comes. The birds and the bees. The speech. Now, Lainey, I'm your father, and I want you to listen. No matter where you go in life, Lainey, no matter what you do in life, Lainey, you remember these words and never forget them. You are not the same after two martinis. I got in the train. I had four. <laughs> I love that. Um, what, what was you at this moment? You would be 94 years old. Oh, honey, it wasn't bound to happen. My parents made it in their 90s. But, you know, I kind of made a deal with God. I said, you know... You get me on the stage, I'll give you 60 years at this moment and time. So I guess, you know, he listened. But you know, everyone up here is 300 years old, so, you know, what are you going to do? Ceilings are truly not high enough. But I'll, I'll leave you with a song. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody rise, 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 rise. Don't Pro Tools that, bitch. Thank you, Elaine. It has been a pleasure. We were, you know, we did this the other night. Yeah, I know. Your system fucked over on you. It happened. You know, they, they, the people thinking fuck. And I can say that on your show. I can't say that on the fucking Today Show. Kathy the Gipper, that bitch. 
Oh, we're going to have you back, Elaine. Don't worry. You better, motherfucker. All right. The eternal Elaine stretch. Or let's seance her out. Seance me out, boys. And here's to the lady who loves. And that was Elaine stretch. It wasn't as funny as it was yesterday. I'm sure she would disagree. But it is Friday. Thank God it's fucking here. Oh my God, I've been counting down all week long. I've been doing so much shit. Shit. I even had to clean up. Shit. And shit for you, bitch. I know, I'm not cut out for all this. I'm cut out for this. This is what I was made for. And but you know my late grandmother said to me, "You need to be at the right." I'm never gonna seance her because that would just be disturbing. She's probably seen things and kind of chuckled. Oh my god, I can't believe you! You did that in the back of a car. Yeah, and they had to circle how many times? You should have just been done in a matter of minutes. <laughs> so it's like you can't put a blanket over it because she sees everything. Um. But yeah, she said to me, you know, kiddo, you got to be at the right place at the right time because I told her I wanted to be a performer. But then they would compare me to my cousin who went to Los Angeles to try to be a performer and did a few things and, you know, I don't know. I had a different drive, though. Mine wasn't, oh, my God, let me show off what I can do. No, 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 no. It's because I could eat, live, and breathe it. Because even then I was writing and I was performing and I was studying humor and I was studying my way out. I mean, I was not funny, funny. I used to watch these documentaries that they would do on comedians. And it was I had, was too young to really get into George Carlin. And I'm watching him, and I think, this man is highly intelligent. Seven words you can't say on TV. And I thought, oh, that's Mr. Conductor. I remember him now. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg, what, Robin Williams. Robin Williams' comedy, which was, you had to be fast enough to catch that. You had to be mentally ready to, you know, he's ready. Oh, he's shooting them out. He's shooting those jokes out. You got to even Joan Rivers. Joan Rivers, who I think never got the credit that she truly fucking deserved. And if you've ever seen a piece of work which is about her life, it is, it's funny, it's brutally honest, it's heartbreaking. And there's a great moment. She's like, yeah, 40 years in the fucking business and this is where you end up. Or she talked about um, her home. That was so funny. She's like, this is where Marie Antoinette would have lived if she'd had money. You know, people say, oh, you could do this. You could live comfortably. I don't want to live comfortably. I want to work and have my creature comforts and have a good time. And she went, here's the funny, I, this is so weird, though. She had all that plastic surgery, all of that, and she was cremated. And I just thought, whoa, that's a missed moment for an open casket, right? Because Joan Rivers, you know, she's, oh, my God. And was still doing it at 80 fucking one. She was not done. She was still viable, just vibrant. She was on, she was on fucking, I don't give a rat's ass about fashion. She was on fashion police and I would only watch to hear what is she going to say next? 
when she told, you know, Rihanna and she had the green all outfit on and she's like, yeah, it looks like she fucked the Grinch. And I thought, oh God. My favorite though is where she's talking about Paris Hilton. You know, I'm looking at that dress and I'm thinking, you know, with Paris, that's a, that's a lot of white on Paris. This is the first time I met fabric. It is just, yeah. Not as funny as when I say it, but when she says it, you know, I mean, and then, you know, kind of poignantly at the beginning of the year, Jimmy Fallon took over for the Tonight Show. She had not been on the Tonight Show in almost 50 years. It was almost like everything was coming together. Kismet. And then she dies. And I just thought, oh, my God. I remember because, you know, she was in the coma and people were, I, I knew. I remember I went to sleep. Uh, I was stayed up late and then I woke up uh, for lunch and there it was. Joan Rivers dies at 81 and it's like, you just knew. There's no coming back from that. Not in the capacity that she wanted to come back. That was the deal. That's stated in her will. So I... I loved her, you know. She didn't, you know, she didn't always play by the rules. And, you know, um, I love what she's talking about, Melissa. You know, I brought up with, I brought up on rolling, I brought up with more. She turned down Playboy, fucking turned it down, $5 million, and came to me for approval, for approval. But the best one is when she was on The Apprentice with the big Cheeto, you're fired. And she was up against these these women, and she referred to the one lady as Annie Douche. And she's like, you are a stupid shit, and you're a dumb blonde. And your people, your people have money with blood on it. I've met your people in Vegas for 40 years. None of them have last names. They just all have casuals. You're a poker player, a poker player. And then the woman's like, poker players are the most honest. She's like, poker players are trash, darling, trash. And she's got that fur coat, you know. She just makes that in. She keeps going back for more. That was a funny thing. She, she's a bloodhound. She's like, you, you poker player. She, and she's very, you know, Joan. She's got that hand out. Ugh. She's just dramatic, putting her head back like, oh, my God, you've just killed me. And then just that exit that she makes, she just looks at her with that, slams that door. I thought, that's Sean Rivers right there. That was her comeback, though. You know, she did The Apprentice. <laughs> I wonder what she would make of all this shit right now. She even knew politically it shouldn't have never happened. <coughs> she also knew Bill Cosby. That's a pudding pop of a different oh, taste. Oh, my God. And then I heard a rumor that she fucked around with Robert Mitchum. I'm a big Robert Mitchum fan. I can't picture that. Can you? You know, Robert, I'm such a big fan. Hey, wouldn't you? Ooh, God, you again? I don't think so. You're enough on The Tonight Show, but here? No. Why don't you bring Jane Russell over? At least she's got... Psh, you know what she's got? No, what has she got? She's got a butt and a half. I can't even do his... Robert Mitchum has one of those voices where it's like, damn, you just made her wet. <laughs> that was a really stupid one, but kind of funny. You're stupid. <laughs> and even though this is me and I'm just fucking around with my voice, you know, it's almost like an alter ego. 
Thing one and thing two. Yeah, that is true, you know. I, I, people talk about that who are Geminis. They like to, here's the thing, the Zodiacs I can only take so far. When they, with, but when you make, when you try to defend it, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm two different people. No, you're not. It's just your Zodiac. Stop it. I'm a Sagittarius. We're fucking crazy people, but I don't really live up to that. That's the thing. They do shit I wouldn't even, Ozzy Osbourne smoked it, fucked it, drank it, and shot it out of a cannon. I won't even do that shit. But I have survived. I have survived, you know. I'm like a cat with 13 lives, my lucky number, and other people in my family. You know, it's just one of those fucking things. Oh, my God. It's hard to describe. Um, I love how some Sagittarius say, well, I'm self-destructive. I never truly was self-destructive. I just like to play with fire, and I still do to an extent. And... You know, but not to the point where I'm going to die because I think, you know, I kind of want to see how this goes until I make it to 90 and then see, okay, if I still have my faculties. Oh, no, now I sound like my grandfather. Oh, God. He said to me once, well, you know, when these go and he's pointing to his legs, that's it. But there's a wheelchair. Oh, no, no, no. And then now he's almost 89. I said, do you still have your faculties? Yes, but I, everything's starting to slow down. He's very dramatic about it. Slow down. Okay. You know, I don't know. I think my grandmother's kind of biding her time. Like, I don't kind of want him right now. He needs to, you know, relax, chill out. Because he still says shit that he shouldn't say. And I think she wants us to kind of, I wouldn't say reform him, because you can't reform him. He's almost 89. He's almost 90 years old. He's been that way forever. I, but I think she kind of wants, you know, the, the great-grandchildren to kind of, like, mellow him out even more. Because he said one time to my brother, you know, a woman shouldn't have three kids. Now, just think if he had cursed and said three fucking kids, it would be different. And my brother was helping him and says, you know, I'm the third child and I'm helping you. And I was later told that's not a sign of old age. That's a sign he's always been like that. He's always said things that he shouldn't say, you know. So when he tries to get me on that crazy train, well, you know, I said, I'm leaving the room. Bye. I don't want to hear it. I, uh, that's a, and me invoking my grandmother a little bit because, oh, my God. Um... <laughs> She and I would clash at times. She was really funny because, oh, she would say things to me. You are just a sassy little thing. And she's saying this to a boy, You're, you know, because I did have a mouth on me and I still do. And that's why I picture her, you know, God forbid, looking at my exploits throughout college and the crazy shit that I really did. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'd look one day she's probably going to tell me, you know, yes, I saw it. You got baked and you went to class. That's really stupid. And then your teacher is looking at you and then you have dinner with your teacher a year later and say, Miss Mo. Oh, I can't say her name on here. Uh, did you know I was stoned? Oh, honey, the whole class knew. That's why I brought up the 420 parade. And, you know, meanwhile, my grandmother's like, Shh. You should have just smoked it and gone and hid somewhere. You shouldn't have smoked it to begin with. 
But then she would have said, well, you're young and you want to experiment. I did more than experiment. Come on, let's get real. Um, but, you know, it's like Whitney Houston. No one forced Whitney to do that. It was my choice. You know, I wasn't like, oh, you know, those commercials don't succumb to peer pressure. I don't succumb to peer pressure. I'm the one, hey, give it to me now. Um, but then, you know, I, I had to draw the line because someone laced it once and really it scared the crap out of me. And I know what they put some really hard stuff in there and that I never wanted to experience that again. I felt like Whitney Houston 15 times plus Montley crew included. And my friend's like, Oh my God, you're stoned. Oh my God. And I couldn't come down and it scared the fuck out of me. And I thought, Ooh God, no. So I invested and I bought like a little, um, like a, what are those things called? I don't want to get myself in trouble. I, I haven't done this in 12 years, 13 years. I invested in a uh what are a bong. No, like a glass bong. I'd never realized it changed color until someone told me because I wasn't paying attention to that. Well, I was trying to smoke it. I was like, oh no, I you're talking to the wrong person. I'm focused on something else. But it was good because it, it controlled I knew what I was putting in there. I never let other people pack it. I was paranoid. I was like, no, this is mine. And one time I went to a friend's house, the one who lived down the street from me. He doesn't live there anymore, stupid fucker. And he says to me, we go, into, um, we go to this little area, we buy some, and then we take it back to his house with his friend, who was a friend of my brother's, and we're smoking it. They smoked theirs, and they were done. And they're like, where's the rest of it? I said, it's gone. You're lying. I said, hey, I paid for my half. You paid, you, you just did your half. Give us it. Give it to us. I said, fuck you. I took off and walked home. And then they kept calling me. Where is it? Where is it? I said, you know what? I'm older than you. And I have more money than you. And so don't fucking trust me. That's mine. And I bought it. And I'm keeping it. And I'm smoking it. So fuck you. Yeah. And um, that was the end for me. Because I thought, you know, this is a really expensive habit. And I was starting to forget things. And I thought, you know, I kind of want to finish school because I'd already flunked one class on it. And I thought, this is not a good habit. This is, um, it was just not fun. And I mean, it was fun when I did it. And then, like I said, you know, we would watch movies like Natural Born Killers. And it was, hyster it was hysterical. You're stoned. It's hysterical. And then you're sober. Oh, God. Ew, this is horrible because your brain isn't your brain is under fog. It's in a different coating. So, but it it was fun while it lasted and I'm glad I don't but here's the funny thing. See, most people, you know, they wrap it, roll it, they roll it a joint and then they pass it around. But see, because I was paranoid and I had a and I didn't want people to ever mess with mine and put something in it that doesn't belong in there. Um I uh, would pack it myself and then I would hit it like a cigarette <laughs> all night long. So we'd be watching like uh, a gorillas, remember them? Well, I'm happy. I feel sunshine. I'm lost for long. The future is coming on, is coming on, is coming on. Really, 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 really. Yeah. And when we were watching, I think they did the Demon Days concert. And we were just watching it all hours of night. And I am baked. And 
they kept passing theirs around and then they were done and then they left. And so I was just sitting there, you know, every few, every, you know how like you drink water every second. That's me. I'm like, <sighs> and I was, you know, baked until the next day. And I thought, uh Oh, and I called my friend and I said, Oh my God, I think I broke it. And she said, no, you don't hit it like a cigarette. Oh my God. You need to take a nap. I'm like, yeah. This is before Michael Jackson and Propofol. This is before we found out about all that because there were times where I could not go to sleep. And this was years later. I was into fitness and I would take like a fat burner and then you take them too late and I'd work out on it and then I would, um, and it would work because I would do all the physical activity to it. And so it would like have like an aid to it. But then you can't, if you take it past five, you can't sleep until like the next day. So I remember I'd be awake till 10 in the morning and this is right after Michael Jackson. I'm like, oh my God, it's like being on propofol, you know, or not being on propofol. And you're waiting, put it, give it to me now. I want to go to sleep. (laughs) But then I had other solutions to put me to sleep, but I'm not going to go into that because we're pressed for time and I don't want to get graphic. (laughs) I, I learned early on, okay, there's a will, there's a way to put me to sleep. Whether it's a lecture or whether it's watching CNN, which I don't anymore, I can't stand it. Or watching old movies. Certain old movies have a hiss to them where they don't have any background music. And and it is, it's very, it's very, um, not, I wouldn't say therapeutic. It's very soothing. Even movies that I like, really old movies, and you hear the hiss, and there's no background music until the edit. What the editors would do is they decided, okay, like a stage play, they would transition from the next, the next scene. So then they would play the music, but the background music in films was very rarely. It did that didn't take place until later on, like Gone with the Wind. <laughs> But like I remember watching Dinner at Eight and there's not a lot of background music in Dinner at Eight until they go to a next scene and then you'd hear that hiss. Because these are old movies. This is 1933. You know, they're still, oh, we still we still got to work the kinks out. Just like the first iPhone. I felt, I felt like the, when I had that first iPhone, I felt like I was in the 1930s. Like, oh, God, how do I react to that? No. All my friends are taking videos, and I'm, oh, I just have my camera here. I remember I would carry around a, cam- a secondary camera and take video. I thought, this is stupid. Oh, God. You know, I love how people now just Apple shame me. Oh, you got Apple products. Yeah. Oh, how do you watch your TV shows from your iPhone on your TV? It's called Apple TV, bitches. Don't hate. I was going to buy a friend an Apple TV. No, no joke, because I thought they should. I like people to have the same technology. But then they were talking shit about it. I'm not buying you a fucking Apple TV. Shit. Go buy your own. You talk shit about my product. Psh. And yet, oh, I can't even work this thing. I don't know how it works. That is an example of stupid fucking people. Shouldn't cross-pollinate. Or oh, not cross-pollinate. Shouldn't reproduce. Psh. Oh, trust me. I know a lot of people who should not reproduce. Oh, my God. 
I'm one of them, and I and I'm smart enough. Uh, okay, I don't want one of those. No, I love how people say, "Oh, come on, it would look just like you." If it looks just like me, then it will think just like me, and there not, does not need to be a twin me. That is disturbing. Yeah, because then they're like, "Oh, look at we have a whole blueprint of things we can do." Just think if they were twins, we can go and do this. Oh my god! Then we can walk barefoot. Oh, there's a nail. And then even better, we can shave our fucking eyebrows off because we want them to get a divorce because we look like fucking Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Or when I shaved when I was, I think, 13, and I really didn't need to shave, but, you know. Because then, you know, when you're 13, you have a little bit of peach fuzz. (sighs) Or to even get a gray hair at 17 and then not have people believe you. Oh, it's not a gray hair. And then you pull it out. Uh, yeah, it is. Why do you have one of those? I don't know. Ugh. And then the disturbing thing is then you get them in your nose. Ooh. When you're not even 30. Ooh. And then you got to trim them. Oh, God. Ooh. It's disturbing. There's no way to dye them. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous, though. You got to dye your nose hairs. Oh, God, I've gone off deep topic right there. That's stupid. But, yeah, I do look at them and think, oh, God, I wish they could all just go away. But then I remember scientifically they're there for a reason because they're filtering out all the impurities in my nose, you know? And they're there for... Boogers are there for a reason. They're there for a reason. It's all scientific. And that's why you don't fuck with it. And that's why I will not have a facelift because scientifically... Then I have to shave the back of my neck because when they give you a facelift, they pull it all back and then your pores grow on the other side. That's disturbing, you know? And so that's why I've just been doing it the old fashioned way. I wash my face, I moisturize it. Uh, I do this like jade roller to roll the puffiness up because my face does get puffy, you know? The rest of my body is puffy for a reason, unfortunately, because that's called you eat too much fucking fast food. But today I ate sushi, and to the chagrin of people around me, I asked, did you want some? Oh, no, I don't eat seafood. Okay, more for me. I wasn't thinking sometimes, and this comes with being a Sagittarius. Sometimes you don't think before you leap. So I'm ordering my lunch, and I'm thinking I'll have it delivered to work, and then when I get there, it will be delivered. It was delivered right after I'd got there. But what happened was I accidentally ordered two because I thought, oh, I, it's probably going to just be small. It's going to be a small portion of, of like a California roll. I think I ordered a dragon and then a Philadelphia because I like the cream cheese. Oh, God. They both came in their own boxes. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I got to eat all this. Oh, well, I'm hungry. I worked up an appetite. The first one was like called a caterpillar. And it's big, you know, it's massive. I ate it all, and then I ate the other one. And then so when we have to sit down to lunch, I'm thinking, well, I'm already full, which I'm still full. You know, I just can't eat with fucking chopsticks. Oh, my God. I had to go get a spoon. But, you know, the service, it's the app is called, what's it called, the Dasher? 
It's a bit pricey, but you know, it's called DoorDash and you get on there and see what's great is the sushi place wouldn't even open when I made the order. And so then when it goes through and it's all taken care of. (coughs) So it was a good day. I mean, I don't know if I could ever, well, no, that's not true. I could go into a sushi restaurant, all you can eat, you know, but my choices at the area that I was at were limited. One day I can order more. You know, but that's a horse of a different color. In my case, I feel like a whore. It's a whore of a different color because I'm at horn, you know, but not in the way that you would think. I'm out, oh, go here, go there, go here, there, go. The education system, yes. But I can't elaborate into it because, you know, that's called confidentiality. Spell that three times fast. So, you know, here's to the future. Is it May 25th yet? No, but it's Friday. Oh, the countdown begins. So, this is the Dr. Zeus podcast. And remember, everybody's working for the weekend. And so, for those family members, As Elvira would say, unpleasant dreams, go get you some.